1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
2: That was no, That was fun. That was fun. I really appreciate the way we fought in the second half. All right, all uh, all three phases was awesome, all right? Guys, this is, uh, it's time, right? This uh, preseason stuff is over. Mm -hmm. Offense gotta get our minds right. Defense gotta get our minds right. Special teams gotta get our minds right. We take that next step. We take all this momentum into the season and just dominate, man.
1: Always important to win the Snoopy Bowl if you're a New York team. Even if you have to put your starting quarterback back in in the fourth quarter and get him injured for months, you need that trophy. I don't think they use that trophy anymore. We need a birthday cake, not a
3: trophy. You know it. Chris Sims. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Hey, it's so nice of you to come up the 1,000 miles to New York City and then just not come that extra 25 miles to come see me in Connecticut. You did the the hard part. But you just said, you know what? Wait, I'm I'm 25 minutes away. Let me not come and hang out with my buddy on his birthday. I mean, it shows you well, where our relationship is. It shows everything. First of all, it it all, first of all, first yeah, of all. Yeah.
1: If if we're gonna go there, I'm just trying to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> I'm discombobulated because we're on different sides. I know. I oh, don't know right. what's happened here. Oh, there's so, some sort of a ghost in the machine. <laughs> I'm used to being on the other side. This <laughs> you're side.
3: Right. You're right. You're right. It is odd. I, actually, I'm just noticing that as well. But uh, yeah, either way, good subject change. You came a thousand thousand miles and you couldn't come miles. the extra 25. All right. Sorry. It's 600 miles. You couldn't come the extra 25 to see your friend up here at the studio on his birthday. Wow. I thought for sure you were going to like, I was going to walk in here and you're going to oh be change your heart. I came up here. I'm going to do the extra thing you know, and come here and see your friend, but no, that's all right. I get it. I know where we stand. I got it. (laughs) First of all, first of all, it may be 20 miles,
1: but it would take at least an hour, at least based upon the traffic from the airport in New Jersey to Manhattan yesterday. The drive from the airport to the hotel took longer literally than the flight
3: did well, that can From happen to here. That can happen. Right. but Not in this direction. There's a different direction. You can't, you know, and it's, it's, it'd be five o'clock in the morning. So you can't, you don't have that excuse. Sorry. Sorry. It was a but good I, one. Good I, try, I, but be, I liked it. It was a good try. It I, doesn't work.
1: <laughs> I haven't finished yet. I need to be here in New York at a specific time and I didn't want to take any chance. Right. That I was going to be late for why I have to be here. Yes. You know why I have to be yes. here. I put you in the trust tree and you yep. better keep your big fat mouth shut about it. <laughs> so I didn't want to take any chances. You could have come here. They have a room right over here, right next door that we could have. Done the show. Oh, well, together, that makes I think sense. We've done it together, in yeah, there before. okay,
3: okay, yeah. That would have made sense. That's perfect on the bottom there. Not Stanford for some reason. That's very well done by the the control room. Yep, yep. So I know you have a twelve thirty meeting. This show ends at nine Eastern. I think somehow you would have got those thirty miles in that three hour, and three and a half hour time span. Just, just. I didn't want to take any chances. Uh, apparently, apparently, you didn't want to take any chances. We're good. We're good.
1: Uh, <laughs> The other thing, too, you should have come to New York. I haven't been to New York in three years and at the risk of making any of the locals upset. Yeah. Well, they already are. This place has changed in three years. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to put my finger on it. Right. But it is a different world here. Up to and including the fact that the exit from the hotel where I'm staying in Midtown was taped off on both ends of the block because there was a shooting yesterday. Well, so. that's,
3: uh, that's that's uh, in New York. It, it The, the energy is not quite the same since COVID. The workers, the day-to-day commuters are not in there like they used to be. And I don't think, Mike, what you're bringing up right now is the city maybe a little more grungy than it used to be. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think there's anybody you could talk to in the tri-state area here of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut that wouldn't tell you New York's a little more grungy right now than it's been in, in, in quite a few years. I also got scolded by a police
1: officer for crossing the crime scene tape. How am I supposed to get
3: anywhere? Well, you go my around. You got to welcome New York. You got to go around. Am I, am You're I not bigger than the crime scene. Until you take the okay? yellow tape down. I didn't even realize it was crime scene tape. Jeez, you're not bigger than the I crime I could have gotten scene. arrested. You got to walk around. Right. Well, you wouldn't have had these problems if you were up here with me hanging. True. You know, happy birthday, Chris. Great to see you in person. Oh, wait, I'm not coming. So it's all good. It's all good, Mike. I got well, it. <laughs> h- here was the ultimate deciding factor for me.
1: This occurred to me on Friday, I think. We we're in Canton three weeks ago, Wednesday, Thursday, and we could have done that third day together, oh, but, but somebody but, decided to go to the airport and fly home in lieu of doing the show. I, 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 I. So you could have done it that day, so now we're even. I consider <laughs> it even Steven. Look
3: at you. Look at you going all, like, digging back into the treasure chest of a month ago. It was my day off. I didn't say I was going to work on my day off. I mean, what the hell? Now he's trying to get me to work on my days off, guys. This is where we are. Okay, all right, I got it. <laughs> I think Let's go. Cool. Let's quitting. talk football, Mr. New York Chris City. Sims. Quiet quitting. Um, So anyway, here we are, PFT
1: Live. It's Monday, the 29th day of August, the 42nd anniversary of the birth of Chris Sims, the emergence of him into the world, that giant head uh, I'm not going to say anything more about that. And, uh, <laughs> mom, well, Mom had to get a C-section. <laughs> mom had to get a C-section. Maybe because of the giant head. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can understand why. <laughs> uh, 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 it's uh, PFT Live on Peacock, SiriusXM85. Hello to our good friends in the UK and in Ireland. Apparently, it's a holiday in the UK. The banks are closed. I got emails over the weekend expressing concern that we would be off today. I don't even know what holiday it would be here. So we are here. Our holiday is next Monday, Labor Day. I don't know whether we're on or not. I have a feeling you're off that Uh, day. I don't know about me. I'm off. I know
3: that. (laughs) Um, But
1: uh, we're here for the next two hours or one hour and 54 minutes to talk to you about everything that's been happening in the National Football League. And and, an early birthday present for Chris Sims came on Saturday night when Tom Brady, the quarterback of the team that Chris Sims once led, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, going to Indianapolis to take on a quarterback he beat in Super Bowl 51 in a place where he lost Super Bowl Forty Six. I mean, I guess when you are in that many Super Bowls, every game you play is going to have be some Super connection. Bowl connection. Right. Tom Brady played. I'm surprised. He played. Played a series. But I'm surprised he played it all. And, you know, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady always looks. And I have a feeling two weeks from now, we well not you because you won't work on Mondays during the season, but me and whoever will be talking about Tom Brady looking like the old Tom Brady in Week One Sunday night against the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, you're going to throw blows, low blows at me, huh? I mean, I am doing a post game show that ends at one in the morning on Sunday night, so you know, sorry I can't get here for the seven a.m. show. Sorry about that, but I, you're right. I, like, I think Mike, I was surprised too. I was like, wait, is he really going to play? We heard the rumors during the week. And, I, you know, I kind of, le- like, m- lent towards, like, okay, that offensive line, you know, where are they going to be at? Brady's been missing an, ex- an extended period of time, had some personal issues. I don't think he'll play, but played, it was great to see, and played well. I mean, the one thing about Brady, again, here, you just see some of these throws. This is the third down right before he converted a fourth down here the next play. It' so comfortable I feel like early in preseason even back in his New England days he'd be a little jumpy very comfortable the pocket the protection great here's Julio Jones I mean Tom Brady to 45 years old just threw a 30 yard out route I just that's where I want everybody to understand how great his arm is I mean really if we could rewind that two plays ago to the Julio Jones he his arm is as good as ever as we've talked about Mike it's really it's special it's the fact that he could just rip the ball down the field the way he can still at his age. You could see the pace on it right there, but two throws from here it's, it's impressive and it really is that his arm can look like that at the age of 45. This one to Julio. Six to eight, 44
1: yards, 44yard 44 drive field goal attempt, converted the fourth down as we saw earlier. And one drive, and that was that. But that was more than I think anyone thought we were going to see from Tom Brady in the preseason, especially after he missed 11 days for personal reasons. And he's back, and it's clear now he's back, and he's not going anywhere else. There isn't going to be a hiatus during the season. He isn't going to leave the team high and dry. He is there. He is locked in. Good news for the Buccaneers, bad
3: news for everyone they have to play. Yeah, no, definitely. The, the Bucs just have the look. You know, the, the big question mark, I think, is what we just, you know, discussed a little bit, the offensive line, which looked really good in that first drive. But I will say the next drive, the Colts defensive starters were still in against that same group, even though Brady was out with Gabbard in. And, you know, I'm not sitting here going, oh, I'm sold that that interior part of the O-line is going to be great or dominant. They'll be good. They're going to be good enough. Are they going to be dominant? I don't know about that. We'll see. there certainly showed a little, you know, cracks in the seam as the, the next drive went on. But, man, the rest of the team, Mike, yes, I mean, you you, know, you say it. The receivers, we know, are, are got weapons there. Still good tight ends without Gronkowski. Fournette's powerful. Linebacker duo is be- maybe as good as anybody in football. We know they got young corners and good safeties, great pass rushers. So, uh, I, I mean, as long as Brady can look the way he did the other night, I, I think we're in the same boat. That. The Bucks are, are one of those teams who, you know, put a little star next to you to go their Super Bowl caliber, no doubt about it.
1: That interior offensive line, though, continues to be a concern. We know Ryan Jensen suffered a knee injury early in camp. They still don't have a clear diagnosis on what the injury is, apparently because the swelling still hasn't gone down, which I think tells us.
3: It's a little scary.
1: Probably probably not. What A month later, right. if they still can't tell what's going on in there, Probably not going to be back this season. Robert Hainsey, who replaced him, he exited with an ankle injury on Saturday night. Nick Leverett, who was competing with Hainsey, moved from guard to center. He injured his shoulder, so they are deep on the depth chart. In I missed center. the Leverett
3: injury. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah, wow.
1: And, and they've had the Aaron Stinney injury last week. Right. He's out for the year. Shaq Mason, the only projected starter who is still fine in that three-person interior, which is the weak spot for the 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 offensive line. Anytime you're talking about Tom Brady, he can move up in the pocket and he can slip around. The guy's coming from the outside, but it's when it comes up the middle that it can be a problem. And, and I think that's that's where the concern will be. But when you get rid of the ball as fast as he does, sure. it, it just doesn't matter. The ball snapped to him. He takes a step or two and it's gone. And we've seen him develop... An an uncanny ability to do that, and also we've seen when all else fails, he just gets rid of the ball. He even if it's throw it up for grabs, sure. he's going to avoid taking that hit whenever he can.
3: Yeah, I mean he he is at this point of his career, but uh, I mean the 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 thing uh, I think you know you're you're talking about, or you're, you're on the right road there. He gets he'll get the ball out of his hands. He's aware of what's in front of him. The the rookie uh, Gadecki, Luke Gadecki, he looked good. At left guard, he did an okay job. So I would think that now with these injuries, he's gonna kind of solidify himself as a starter. You know, he's not real, real powerful, and he's got to get used to all that stuff. But still, but I, I mean, you're getting rid of the ball, Mike. And then the other thing is, you know, again, it's not gonna hold, you know, a hundred proof against every team with great scheme and great players. But for the most part, Brady with the with the help of left Lech- leftwich during the week. And they're going to put their guys in the best positions possible to make it happen as far as, hey, sliding the protection the right way or getting the double team on the guy that they know might be the mismatch for one of those interior three. That That's where the experience, like you always talk about with like Brady, he's seen everything, it's year 23 or whatever the hell it is, and there's no blitz that can fool him. He's going to at least have that organized the right way to give them the best chance. You know, whether they can physically hold up all the time and and all of that, we'll see. But uh, I think schematically, they'll always be, you know, pretty comfortable as far as that's concerned.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America.
1: And he's been saying for at least six years you can't show me anything I haven't already seen. I assume defensive coordinators are still trying. There has to be a way to cook something up and execute it in a way that potentially fools him. You do a pre-snap look that makes him think this guy is the one who's going to be open and then right at the snap and you work it and you work it so you don't show anything. You're committed to selling a different defense than what you're going to slide into at the snap. Surely somebody's going to try to do that. And at some point, maybe somebody can pull it off.
3: Right. That's the big thing is who can coach it and be sound, right? And not have to like, wait, we're tricking you so much over here that we're not sound in another area to where we're going to give up a 60 yard touchdown pass. And I think we've seen some teams do that. We have, we know the saints, right? It's been what four times in two years, basically. We've seen the Rams three times in two years. It's all the same things where those teams beat Brady because of, I think, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, they have a front four that can get there, but also have used the the disguises and the tricks and things that you're talking about for even Tom Brady to go, oh, wait, I didn't put us in the absolute perfect position here, or I didn't know they were going to come over here. I was really all my film studies. So, you know, to one of those things where – You know, every now and then I I do think with Brady, he he probably has seen it so much that if you show him something, hey, look, 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 it's what you think it's been for 23 years. You can do a little of this too. Uh, But we have seen some evidence of some teams doing that. But it's it's, I think it's a special team, right, that we're talking about right scheme and then the right players to go along with it, like the Saints and the Rams that have given Brady and the Bucks issues uh, in in his few years in Tampa.
1: All defenses that will be facing the Buccaneers this year had the benefit of the full offseason to come up with ideas and strategies and ways to slow down Tom Brady. And they had an extra 11 days to work on it because while they were still plugging ahead, he was gone. He met with reporters briefly, blink and you may have missed it, but he did meet with reporters after the game and addressed his 11-day hiatus from the team.
2: It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're – I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, – continuous process. So
0: the fact that you said these are personal issues, um, do you feel like you were able to handle, take care, address the things that you needed to address? Are you, are you in a good place now? I'm
2: ready to go.
1: I don't know how convincing that was. Had a little hostage video quality to it at the end there. Ready to go. Uh, look, we, I, 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 one of the things i always remember years ago when I was practicing law, Guy I was working on a case with, and I were trying to get the attention of someone who works for the company that we had a claim against on behalf of a client. And the guy said on the phone, Sorry, I've been busy. And the response was, and I think of this all the time, and I thought of it when he said what he said Saturday night we're all busy. We're all busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got shit going on. I don't know that that that, that that necessarily tells us what we want to know, whether we have a right to know it, whether we need to know it, that's a subject of debate. This is a guy who's living a very public life. He's already back on social media, selling his stuff, whether it's underwear, crypto or, or NFTs or whatever it is, some contest or some sweepstakes where you can hang out with Tom Brady at the end of the season, which implies he will, you know, make it to the end of the season. I, I, I'm, I mean, I don't know. I could say I'm glad he talked at all, but I knew when he talked, he wasn't going to say anything. And at the end of the day, he didn't say anything. He just kind of dismissed it all. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And okay. Again,
3: we all do Chris. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, again, and I'm I'm not, you know, first off, he doesn't have to share, you know, his private life. That's fine. I get it. It, You know, again, he does share a lot of his other part of his life where I think that's where it's frustrating for fans or you know, maybe even you and I at times where you're going, wait, you share every other inkling of your life here and then disappear. I understand that, but he's got that right. There's no doubt about it, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with you in the fact that Mike, what I didn't expect anything. I mean, it's a guy that said 90% of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is BS. Only 10% is the truth. He kind of said it. He's the master of deflection and not saying much, you know, again, it's that's where, you know, it's not my favorite in this department. I love Brady. I know he's a great, humble guy. I think he made one mistake, as we know, and we don't want to discuss that right now. But other than that, like, okay, he's he's everything else is top notch. But I do, I wish, do I sit here and wish, man? I wish Brady was a better interviewer. I wish he was a little more honest sometimes and kept it real and didn't like, you know, treat us like we were idiots at times. Uh, Which, if we further along this conversation, he does then, then, yeah, it, it, it does bother me that just to to a degree. There's no question.
1: And, again, he said whatever he had to say to just keep the thing going. But the idea that he checked out for 11 days simply because he's got a lot of stuff going on, and I'm sure Kristen's happy that I didn't continue to say the word. I'm trying to be good. You're in I'm New York, right. and now
3: you're not going to say shit? I mean, what's going on? I'm, Come on, step up I'm your game, to, okay? I'm trying to be good. <laughs>
1: but But plenty of guys have stuff going on in the NFL. And I I know that we are in uncharted territory here with Tom Brady. It's a 45-year-old franchise quarterback who's all in. He's got a kid in high school. Most guys are long retired by the time they're 45. I mean, you're 42 and you've been out for
3: 10 years. But there's no excuse. uh, It doesn't matter. But but the idea that I
1: got a lot of stuff going on, anybody could say that. It it still is going to make people say to themselves, what was the stuff that caused you to be gone for 11 days? And how can we be sure that on a Tuesday during the regular season, we're not going to hear from Todd Bowles that Tom Brady's gone again? And, and again, if you're a football fan, if you're somebody who cares about the sport, the, the one reality is once the season starts, other than for injury, guys are locked in. They're there. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is part of what's new. This is, by the way, we flip back to where we used to be. This is all new. This is new to me too. And, and so I think there's just that extra little sense of, and maybe it's good. Maybe it's good for the game that we have an extra sense of anxiety, suspense. We're all paying closer attention to everything about Tom Brady because we don't really know what to think. We're never going to find out why he was gone. All he said is, I got a lot of stuff going on. And that little tail end that we, that we witnessed earlier, it doesn't sell me on the idea that everything's perfectly fine now. So we wait, it's the ultimate reality show. We wait to see what happens next.
3: Well, I mean, again, yeah, you know, I mean, we know some of the issues behind the scenes there and I wouldn't think that, you know, some of those things are just figured out just because he took a 10 day break and it's just like, oh, everything's great. So maybe, you know, still he's probably maybe dealing with some of those personal issues as well and 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 fighting through that, I don't doubt that I don't know, but like I'm with you in the fact of like the forty five year old I got a lot of you know crap going on i mean it, honestly I, I would think the opposite you you you're forty five you have less crap going on what you're, there's there's you should be a machine by this point, you know what it's like in football season. you should have assistance galore you should be it should be down to a science, yeah, your kids are in high school, I don't know that's you know. I don't know. It's easier now. My kid's in high school. She's easier to deal with now than when she was five or four like some of the other guys on the team have. And, you know, again, don't have their finances in the way Tom Brady does. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that excuse isn't going to fly. More than the 25-year-old who's just getting in the league and trying to maybe support a young new family and his family from where he came from and nothing, and they have nothing, and he's trying to help them out and all that. Do he have more going on than them? I, I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's fair to say, to your point. But either way, he's got some crap going on, and he's got it hopefully figured out, And at least in the way it looked on the football field, it looked figured out.
1: The day before his first three-day absence from practice, the crap hit the fan as it relates to the Miami Dolphins and their pursuit of him in 2019 and 2020, when he was under contract with the Patriots, 21 and 22, when he was under contract with the Buccaneers. Facts that were determined to be true by the league, not allegations, determinations made by the league. And during his absence, the second one, the 11-day absence, we learned about Dana White, the UFC president's boast of almost having Brady locked up as a member of the Las Vegas Raiders to the point where Brady was looking for houses in Nevada. Against that background, here's Tom Brady claiming that he was never, ever going to play for any team other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: You know, since I came to this organization, it's been an amazing, uh, You know, it's just been an amazing experience for me to come to this place and be as supportive as I had over a long period of time. And, you know, I read all these stories about all these different places I was supposed to go or could have gone. And I'm like, I only was going to go to, you know, one place, which was here. You know, and I think this whole organization knows that. And all the conversations that we've had over a period of time, I chose the right place for me and uh, very proud of the effort that everyone's put in to make the relationship work. And uh, Joel's been amazing. Um, Jason's a great friend of mine um, Bruce Todd uh, all the coaches um, it's been an amazing relationship and I'm very grateful to everybody for allowing me to come down here and experience this part of my football life which uh, you know I look back and would probably be incomplete had I not had it so I'm happy I ha- I've had it
1: yeah, yeah. Just keep talking, and we'll forget what we were talking about. That's how it goes. Joel was Joel Glazer, the owner of the team. Jason Light, the GM. Bruce Arians, the former head coach. Todd Bowles, the current head coach. I just don't buy it. And maybe we need. I don't want to go carrot top and get gimmicky. Maybe we need like a big red BS button when something like that happens that we can hit during, like a gong. Like remember the Gong Show? You're too young to remember. I do. The gong I do show. remember that. No, do, I remember that. We need that. to do something right. where, when the BS is being spewed, we can alert. The audience. We need a challenge because, flag. We need a red listen, flag,
3: just like the coaches do in the NFL. It fits the mold. We could throw the flag out or just a flag on the screen to challenge it. Like, that's BS. We're challenging that statement. And I
1: know in this day and age, more than ever, common sense ain't. But you apply common sense to just the basic situation. The Dolphins. They didn't just call him one time and say, hey, Tom, would you like to come play in South Florida? No, no, thanks. And that's it. They kept pursuing him. They pursued him repeatedly, according to the league and what you and I have heard, while he was under contract with the Patriots. They pursued him repeatedly while he was under contract with the Buccaneers. He was going to be introduced as a minority owner of the team Super Bowl week, but for the Brian Flores lawsuit. He possibly would have been a team executive. The plan was Sean Payton arrives as head coach via a trade with the Saints. And then Tom Brady, at some point during offseason workouts, descends from on high and plays for the Dolphins. So gets back to what you said earlier. In that very relaxed setting on the LeBron James show, the shop uninterrupted. Brady said 90% of the things he says publicly aren't true. He doesn't speak his true authentic self. He's afraid, frankly, of saying something that's going to create a storm of crap for him. He doesn't want to be in controversies. He avoids that kind of stuff. And that's why he's not going to come out. And really, what what was he going to say? I mean, he's not the only one that would have said what he said. This is a common trait because you get yourself into a must-lie situation where you can't say, you know, I... I really was ready to go to the Dolphins. And it really is a hell of a story. You saw how the NFL characterized it. They were right. Sean Payton was going to coach. I was going to play. And if Brian Flores doesn't file his lawsuit, I'm I'm facing the Eagles tonight in Miami, not the Colts in Indianapolis. He, he can't say that. And I don't think anybody would be that candid. But still, we can't just sit here and say, oh, we accept what he's saying as 100% true because we know it's not. Well,
3: no, I mean, we we definitely know it's not. I mean, first off, like, uh, I, I don't, you, you don't have to, I, I mean, you don't have to act like the way he did there, I guess is what I would say. I don't, I don't know, Mike, would it be so bad if he did go down that lane a little bit instead of just Give us politician. You know, I know most of the world's not going to really care, but guys like you and me and, and some of our viewers who I think are, you know, into this on a day-to-day basis, are just kind of like, ah, here goes more, you know, BS talk from Tom Brady. Oh, man. It only makes people, when I look at the comment, sec- comment sections in social media or even on PFT, just go, oh my gosh, this guy's so full of it. Just go away. It doesn't do him any favors in the public eye for the people that are paying attention. That would be my thing, you know. And again, I think other quarter. I understand you're right. There's a lot of uh, players that would take that same route, you know. But I think there's some other ones that wouldn't. I, I I don't. And I don't think you necessarily. Why Why can't you just go as a as a guy, Tom Brady? No one's gonna care. No one's gonna come with pitchforks and and like you know uh, and, and 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 a fire and on you know what the hell they call torches. Those torches, torches, right? Yes somebody's there, there, been torching a little bit too much. well yeah I've been, i forgot the damn name because of my own torching but like how 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 like it's not like people are gonna be like, oh my gosh he said in a press conference that he was thinking about miami dolphins let's pillage his house uh, that's where like i i think that's people are like they worry about being too private we're in a world where things are not that sensitive anymore and as far as things like that or just you know public knowledge so i don't know if you have to answer it like that anymore You make an excellent point because there is a way to say very
1: candidly and authentically and honestly, everybody in this business revisits where they are, explores their options. We're seeing it more and more. And at the end of the day, I knew some people there. No, you don't have to go that far. You're right. You just have to say teams explore what's in their best interests. We're seeing more and more players in the NFL take a step back and explore what's in their best interest. We saw Devonte Adams go to the Raiders. We saw Russell Wilson go to the Broncos. And it's healthy to sit down and evaluate where you are. And I decided that I'm where I want to be. And here's where I am. Now that's still a little, that's a half dose of BS. He got blocked from going where he wanted to go, but there is a way. And maybe that's why he didn't venture down that path at all, because there's a way he gets all twisted up with the truth. And the next thing you know, he's admitting, I really did want to go to Miami, but it was forces beyond my control that kept me from going there. So that, look, the bottom line is, and he, you're right, Chris, people are getting
3: sick of it. He needs to be very careful. They definitely are. You know, there, you do are people are getting I, sick of this right, routine. Right. I, I know some, you know, loyal Boston fans. It's the same thing. Like, oh man, he's, he's looking, you know, kind of jerky that way, whatever it's, it's, you know. Man, he's, he's kind of looks like a diva. And again, I I know he's all in on football and all that. But yes, you know, to your point, and and guys that like us that follow this every day, uh, it it is a it is you know a lot of politic talk at times and me 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 look at me and all that. And I do think it's wearing thin on a lot of people that that are paying attention to football on a day to day basis.
1: I currently think this will be his last year, but with him, nothing can be ruled out. You pointed it out earlier in the segment. The arm strength is there. The arm strength will be there for years to come. He could keep going, and remember, he said himself, "The last thing I want to do is stop playing and turn on a game and say, "These guys suck. I could still do it." Well, he's going to be making 37 and a half million per year to watch those games. He can't avoid watching the games. He's got to watch those games and watch those guys that he thinks are doing it lesser than he could. And even if he's wrong, he's still going to think he could do it better than them. We all are that way. We all think that we still can do that thing we used to be able to do, even though we can't. He's going to think that he's going to be tormented when he finally quits playing and goes to play for Fox, unless there's some sort of an injury or some circumstance that just keeps him from playing. He's going to be tormented when he finally has to make that
3: transition, Chris. Yeah, well, I, I mean, he won't be the first, you know. It's just that's part of the deal. John Elway, the year after he left, I mean, he's torment. And I can speak to my father's torment the year after his, you know, he 15 years in the NFL. That next year, teams were calling. I we were in the backyard, going to the local rec field, catching balls because it was torment going on. So it is. It's going to be tough, and and you're right. He's. Probably going to be retired at some point here in the next year or two and be watching and going, damn, I'm better than at least half these guys in the league. That's for sure, you know, if not more. And it won't be easy. But, you know, again, he's got to balance that with his health, his family, all the other issues. You know, hey, we're seeing personal life issues that are going on. We've never really had that type of talk with Tom Brady. So, you know, I would be shocked. I think I would be shocked if this wasn't his last year.
1: And even when we get into his first year of broadcasting and beyond, we do have to be sensitive to the possibility of someone activating the bat signal for Tom Brady. Remember last year, there was a moment when the saints wanted Drew Brees to come back and he considered it. That's going to be a possibility as well. And that's going to be a talking point. Tom Brady's first year at a minimum at Fox, that's going to be a real possibility. All right. Um, Let's change gears here. There was a troubling story that popped up Thursday night and a lot of things happened in 48 hours. The end result is that Matt Areza, the Bills punter, sixth round pick, 180th overall out of San Diego State University, was released by the team on Saturday after the Los Angeles Times reported on Thursday that a federal civil lawsuit had been filed against Areza and two others with allegations of gang rape. And the allegations are horrifying. And at the end of the day, and this is the way that it was explained by Brandon being the general manager of the Bills when he met with reporters on Saturday night, they're not in a position to know what happened. And this is sufficiently serious that they think it's in the best interests of Matt Areza to go and focus on that and not focus on football. This is bigger than football. He needs to get this taken care of. The lawsuit, there's a criminal investigation, and- and, and look, that's the best possible way to put it, Chris. I think at a more basic level, when you look at everything they went through last week. Right. From the standpoint of what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? That's We're right. having meetings. Right. Brandon Bean talked about how Sean McDermott spent a lot of the day when he's getting ready for a preseason game dealing with this issue. Cut the cord. It's, it's the punter. That's right. It's not, it's not Josh Allen. Right. It's not, it's not Stephon Diggs. It's not a key player on the team. It's one of the most interchangeable pieces of a football machine. Other than long snapper or holder, the supply of punters outweighs the demand. It's very easy to pop one out and put another one back in. You're not part of that dance with the 10 other guys, and it all has to be in perfect synchronization. It's one guy, one job. It's not worth the headache. And it's it's bigger than distraction, because distraction gets thrown around by coaches who just don't want to deal with certain players. This became a full blown headache for the Bills, Self-inflicted because they knew about this when they cut their other punter and gave the job to Ariza. But still, it got to the point where it's too big of a headache. And they, they made the only decision they could. We don't know what happened. We just have to move on. And we can couch it as we're letting this guy focus on something that's far more important. But from a football team perspective, it's a no brainer
3: we move on from a punter because there are plenty of other punters out there. Yeah, that's right. And I, I, I mean, I, yeah, they've obviously knew about this for a little bit, but didn't know about it when they drafted the kid. I, I think that's that's been made clear. I would have a hard time thinking they did, at least. That group up there, just knowing McDermott, Brandon Bean, being around them a little bit, you know, again – it's a, it's a team that kind of holds their players to a pretty high standard. I'd be shocked if they knew about this and then drafted the guy. Plus, I'd go, like, to your point here, and just to where we are in the Buffalo Bills lifeline with Sean McDermott as the head coach, that, well, why would they even want to flirt with this? They're a team that we know from the, from the end of last season was in one of the favorites to, to, be, to win the Super Bowl this year. And here we are, you know, a few weeks before the season, and, and they still are the favorite. So this is not something where I think they were like, you know, let's take a chance here with this. Absolutely not. You know, and again, I, I think you said it right. For the headache, you know, for where they are as a football team, it kind of dominated the news coverage. It's just it's not good to be this to be the main topic for your team to be answering after you're going to go play the Super Bowl champs and L.A. Rams. And then also just the way it looks for the NFL. Hey, it's the first game kickoff. Hey, and they got a guy that's got rape accusations. Yeah, that's just it's not a good look for anybody. So I think that was a no brainer to end that relationship right there and let the let the kid go figure out his his life problems. And the
1: key was there was nothing the NFL could do about it because it was an alleged incident that occurred before Arisa was drafted. No ability under the personal conduct policy to do anything, suspend him without pay at the end of the criminal process or put him on the commissioner exempt list. It doesn't fall under the personal conduct policy at all. So the only thing that could have happened was the bills part ways with him. And that's exactly what they did. You mentioned Brandon Bean press conference with Bean and McDermott, Saturday night with local reporters. Here's what Bean had to say about when the Bills learned about the incident allegedly involving Matt
4: I know it's a question of when did we hear this or what was the timeline? Um, Late July from her representative uh, spoke to Catherine and, you know, laid out some of the things that, um, they were, you know, accusing Matt and others of. And at that time, you know, our process, you know, we, we tried to be thorough and thoughtful and, um, not rush to judgment. And it's, I would say it's, it's not easy. You're trying to put facts around a legal situation you know, sometimes with limited information, we did not know about this, and the league did not know about this. And you know, I know people are out there trying to find out. There's no one. We've reached out to. I can tell you, double-digit teams at this point, and no one had anything on this. This was. These names were sealed. Whatever, wherever the investigation was at that point, John. Um, yes, if we had this, um, and we get things like this from guys, you you know how important. The character and the culture is to Sean and me. And anything that would have been lingering, that would have been off our board.
1: There were reports over the weekend that multiple teams did know about the incident generally. And I think for someone like a punter or kicker, frankly, that's enough to get a guy pulled off the board. There's too many other guys out there that you can find to do the job to take any chance whatsoever, especially with a draft pick. 180, 19 higher than the pick that was used in 2001 to get Tom Brady. This was not, hey, we just signed this guy as an undrafted free agent. This was a draft pick that was utilized. And Chris, I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't move more quickly. At one point, Brandon Bean mentioned Catherine. Catherine is their in-house counsel who was alerted in late July by the alleged victim's lawyer to the situation. And, Either she didn't apply the appropriate foresight as to how this would play out because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how this is going to play out on the criminal side and the civil side can commence at any time. And a civil lawsuit was surely inevitable. Either she didn't lay it out in a way that got the attention of the football people or the football people heard it and ignored it and maybe they decided, let's just see what happens. We're not going to throw this guy overboard. That's right. Until the pot boils over. If the pot boils over, then we'll just move on. I feel like that's kind of what they did, whether they did it deliberately or just kind of inadvertently. I think they decided we're going to stay the course. It's a six round pick. We're not just going to throw a six round pick out the door. We don't know what happened. We're just going to sit and wait and see what transpires. And if the heat gets too hot,
3: we just move on. Yeah. And that's exactly how it played out. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't th- you know, it's again, these, these are human beings. This isn't just like, you know, uh, a bag of chips on the shelf to the gray. And, and I understand that I'm not being in trying to be insensitive to, you know, the, 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 the young lady or the woman who's, you know, accusing Matt of all this situation. I'm not, but I'm saying just from the, the, the bill standpoint of wait, Yeah, late July. Wait, we've we've gotten to know this kid a little bit, you know, for a few months. Oh, wait, there's these allegations. You you do wait to hear a little bit of the facts or what's going on. You know, what if it gets to those allegations and then 10 days later you just hear, oh, you know, he was in the house that this happened. He wasn't actually a part of it. So you do have to gather some facts a little bit. You don't just throw a guy that you've, you know, made a relationship with three three months in and drafted to your point and just go, wait, someone called, made allegations. You're out of here. See ya. You know, no matter how serious they are, so I do think there is some of that, and you know, maybe do they drag their feet as it goes on a little bit because he's a great punter and he's got a nickname, the Punt God. Uh, maybe, but I think like to your point, when it got to a point when they went, whoa. Maybe we've seen enough here to know that this is more than just like, whoa, well, he was just in the house or, you know, somewhere as an innocent bystander. He was actually involved, and this is about to get serious. Then they then they end the relationship the the right way, at least, and, and I don't know. You know, again, maybe it went on a few weeks too long, but either way, at least they did it, and it's done with now.
1: It became clear the direction in which this was headed Friday night when Ariza didn't punt in the preseason finale against the Panthers, and he wasn't at practice on Saturday. He issued a statement during the game through his agent, Joe Linta, that the facts of the incident are not what they are portrayed in the lawsuit or in the press. I look forward to quickly setting the record straight. Linta did not have a comment in the aftermath of the team's decision to release Ariza. The NFLPA had no comment either. I think theoretically there could be some sort of pushback because this wasn't a termination due to football merit. It was clearly unrelated, but somebody I talked to over the weekend said, when you have a player with a non-guaranteed contract, they can, they can move on for any reason they want. And they do, especially at the interchangeable positions, the most interchangeable punter, kicker, long snapper holder. And the holder is usually the punter or the backup quarterback. It's easy to just move on. And, and that's what, that's what they chose to do. But Chris, a deeper point here, and this may be something that we, we address further in the coming days. We talked about it last week, the weight of the expectations currently on the Buffalo Bills. I, I can't help but wonder whether that factored into whatever short-circuited in this process, because they're under a lot of pressure, whether it's self-imposed, whether it's fan slash media imposed, or whether it's ownership imposed, because we've seen it with other teams specifically John Fox with the Denver Broncos, sometimes it's worse to be on the porch knocking on the door than to be out in the weeds somewhere at 500 because you tantalize the ownership when you get close and you fail to punch it in. And you have to wonder at what point, if if you're Brandon Bean or Sean McDermott, you have to wonder at what point will ownership say have these guys taken this great team as far as they can? And and again, I don't know that any of this is happening, but I think these are reasonable conclusions to draw from the circumstances. I don't know why so many people have basically penciled in the bills to get to the Super Bowl when you look at that murderer's row of contenders in the AFC, but the pressure is all on them. And they've been that shortlist favorite for a couple of years now. And it could be that Just having that added stress and pressure contributed to this unforced error that that came down to them cutting a punter they would have kept to keep the guy that they ended up cutting, even though they knew when they cut Matt Hawk about the allegations against Matt Areza. And, And so just keep an eye on that because it's always tough to be the front runner.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, I, I hear what we've you're never saying. seen a
1: front runner with this many people, this many other teams breathing
3: down their neck. Well, yeah, I mean, but but geez, I mean, where was Buffalo before this? Nowhere for like fifteen years. I mean, I, I like I don't know how ownership wouldn't be thrilled with this group. They're top notch. They're detailed. At John Fox, yeah, sure. You know, I understand that comparison to a degree, but John Fox was a defensive coach with Jack Del Rio and their defense stunk with all this talent they had on it. And and Peyton Manning and company was carrying the team. They went to the Super Bowl that year with two great defensive minds and they were, what, ni- I think 19th or 20th in football, in overall defense. So that's where I'm sure they didn't or like earn their – like John Elway probably was like, wow, I'm glad I got you to coach the top 20 defense in football and I got Peyton Manning over here is just tearing things up, you know. That's not the case with with this. I, I don't know how you couldn't be happy happier with this group. Now there's pressure. You're right, and maybe that pressure led them to hold on to this guy a little too long. I don't doubt that. But I, I, as I'll go back to, I, I think it's hard to just throw human beings over the overboard right when you find something out and just go, well, all right, oh their lawyer called. Let's cut him, Boom, right there. No, they they let, you know, some time go on. I'm sure they did do their due diligence, and then when they yeah, realized but they, didn't talk, they didn't they didn't talk to the lawyer. They didn't get the
1: full story. What? That's what the lawyer claimed. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so they they messed the up. Sean I'm Watson. not I'm not dis- I'm yeah. not
3: mad at that. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you there. They they obviously, you know, let this go on maybe a little too long. There's no doubt about it. But man, as far as the other stuff like, yeah, there's pressure. They're at the top of the mountain. But, damn, they were nowhere near the mountain. They were down in the bottom drinking out of the lake right before that. Now they're one of the teams that, yeah, it's, they're one of the best in the AFC. And it's not easy either dealing with a, an all-time quarterback and an all-time coach that they got to get through to get to the Super Bowl. And they just haven't been able to conquer them yet.
1: And, look, I don't know if the pressure is coming from the top of the organization. But I know this. After what happened the past few days – fair to say the top of the organization is paying a little more attention well, I assume, to what I so. their key employees are doing than right. previously. So it's only going to add to this sense of pressure and expectation, self-imposed external or from the people above on the hierarchy who can decide these guys have taken us as far as we can. It's time to find someone else to get us over the hump like John Elway did when he was basically running the Denver Broncos by himself. John Fox out the very next year, Gary Kubiak in, and they win the Super Bowl. All right, before we take a break, we need to share with you some troubling news from last night. Brian Robinson, Washington running back who had supplanted Antonio Gibson at the top of the depth chart, looked to be ready to be the week one starter, shot multiple times in a carjacking attempt, non-life-threatening injuries, Robinson in stable condition, at least two bullets struck him in the lower body, no indication yet as to when he'll be even close enough to be sufficiently healthy to play football again. The good news is none of this is life threatening, but still a horrifying, stunning and tragic development for a guy whose football career was just about to blossom, Chris.
3: Yeah, I mean it really is. It's just uh, it's unbelievable. I mean yeah, it looked like he did have a hold of the starting starting running back position. He looked really good. I mean, big, powerful, makes people miss in short areas to kind of get through the trash between the tackles, got everything. That's a huge blow to a team, you know, that I think is trying to, wants to be a little physical, wants to control the clock, Ron Rivera being a defensive coach a little that way. Antonio Gibson's a really good running back, but I think he's out of the trust tree just because of the, the fumbles a little. That's why Brian Robinson was in there, but... Uh, yeah, just unfortunate, really is, and uh big blow to the football team, and I, I feel bad for him. I mean, that's a, it's a huge setback for a young guy who's, you know, just about to hit the ground running as an NFL starting running back. No arrests made yet.
1: Hopefully the people who did this will be brought to justice, and not that it changes the outcome, but this should not go without accountability. Let's go ahead and take a break. By the way, by the way, I, I uh, have received a few emails inquiring as to why I'm in new york with one specific question is it personal reasons i'm just going to use personal reasons for anything and everything from now on anytime there's a question (laughs) about anything I you got a lot of
3: shit going on you're 57 (laughs) let's take a break we'll be back with
1: the birthday edition for chris of pft live right after this